0: Welcome to the CFC Jack's Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, Spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast.
1: Well, welcome. This is Q&A. This is your opportunity to ask questions from the sermon this morning. So if you have any questions, the number's up on the screen, and we'd encourage you to text it in this morning for Doug to have an opportunity to answer it for you. <laughs> so it would really encourage you um, to do that this morning. Um, as we went through the gift of joy this morning, the time you spent talking about debt, um, one just so drastically resonates with me. We went through the debt-free process Uh, to become debt-free. And it wasn't until we hit that milestone that it really, I truly understood a weight Uh, being lifted. This uncertainty, this fear for the future, gone. Yeah, Because we were no longer in debt. Now, not Nothing compared to nope. eternity, but it, it right. gave me this example mm-hmm. and this experience of realizing mm. my weight of my sin, right. because now I had had this tangible, in front of me experience mm. of <clears throat> this financial debt is gone. So it's such a powerful it, example. Yeah, I appreciate
0: you saying that, because actually, uh, <clears throat> I didn't give that example on Thursday night, mm. but it occurred to me uh, this weekend that... Uh, it is um, – debt is something people are so used to living under. They mm-hmm. just kind of get used to life carrying that weight and feeling the pressure that comes from that. And, uh, man, I'm always under the gun. And, yeah. Uh, and obviously – as you said a spiritual forgiveness is so dramatically more and deeper and greater than a financial forgiveness mm-hmm. but a a debt financial debt gone is just a fraction of a sense of of what it means <clears throat> to go i'm i'm really forgiven i'm mm-hmm. not sure um, I think Ryan Toller uh, for our in January one <clears throat> is going to be speaking on forgiveness. So uh, I encourage you to make sure you're a part that morning, um, but to see how. We just often don't see it's really gone. Our sin has been taken out of the way. Uh, I think we intellectually know it to be true, but we act and live and often feel as if it's not. But anybody who's experienced financial mm-hmm. uh, freedom from debt knows that feeling. And so I thought maybe um, it, it would it would connect. Uh, One of the saddest things uh, for me years ago was an elderly neighbor, she's since passed away, who just because of uh, her upbringing in Catholicism was um, never able to believe that her sin had indeed, indeed been fully paid. She, mm. she would always, and she would say to me constantly, how many times, Doug, I yeah. just don't know if I've done enough? Because in her mindset, there was, have I gone to church enough? Have I confessed everything that I'm supposed to confess? Have I done the things that I'm supposed to do? And if not, then I'm not fully forgiven. And so I have some level of punishment that's still in front of me. And the weight, Hmm. uh, she was in her 80s at this time the weight that she felt on that always broke my heart. And I would try, and try. I would read the scripture with her, share what the scripture says about what Jesus has done on the cross, but it was just so steeped in her that forgiveness was not a gift. It was something to be earned. It was something that that she had to do enough and she never knew if she had been good enough. Well, she was convinced that she had not been good enough and that's why she lived in fear and no freedom that I think the the power of forgiveness true forgiveness uh, fully finished work of Christ on the cross really does set someone free and it's um, what I long for 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 folks to know and it was so exciting about Mike um, for him to go whoa I know what I've done. His story. I've. Um, I know I'm a sinner. That's mm-hmm. not the hard part. It's to believe that knowing all that I've done, that I could be forgiven, was what really opened his eyes to the gospel. So it's an exciting opportunity there. And and what I hope, maybe a few are still wrestling with, have I done enough? M- my answer to you is no and you'll never will be never you be are yeah it's why Romans 5: 6 we were in the service while we were still helpless we can never do enough no matter how hard you try no matter how much you're committed uh, no matter how sincere you are you'll never be able to do enough salvation is as uh, Mike shared from ephesians 2 it's by grace, through faith, Mm. not by works.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so a question here um, about baptism. Um, I was baptized as a child. However, that was well before I began my walk with Christ. Should Mm. I be baptized again now that I have a committed relationship with Christ?
0: Yeah, that's a a great question, and I appreciate that because... Because many have uh, been, like this question shares, many have been baptized as a child, baptized as as an infant, and it's like, well, should should I get baptized again? It would seem that what you should understand is that when Jesus gave the what we under what we call the great commission in Matthew 28 that he said that they were go to go and make disciples baptizing so part of the baptism was the following of their believing that Jesus was indeed the savior being born so we would talk about being baptized on, quote-unquote, the right side of your salvation. Uh, To be baptized prior to your salvation is more an act of a parent on your behalf, dedicating you to the Lord. To be baptized yourself uh, after you have made an acknowledgment of sin and deserving of wrath, but believing in Jesus to be your Savior and receiving the free gift, yeah, I would encourage an individual like this and others who that's your story that the scripture says believe and be baptized. Mm-hmm. So to encourage you if you have believed don't baptize don't be baptized in order to believe believe right. and be baptized. So I would encourage you to make that public profession of and it is it's a public profession of an out by an outward expression of what has happened to me. Baptism doesn't save me. It It uh, is a symbol of what happened to me when I did believe in Jesus, that I've been identified with him in death, which is why we practice immersion. I've been identified with him in death, so we place someone under the water. And... Raised to walk in newness of life. That's the beauty of the picture of baptism. It's the mm-hmm. full gospel, not just that my sins have been forgiven, but I've been given the righteousness of Christ to be able to walk in newness of life. Otherwise, if it was just my sins are forgiven, it sounds a little weird, but when we baptize people, we should just put them under and hold them under. <laughs>
1: That would be awkward.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and criminal, and oh, so, so I would baptize yeah. one person. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not being silly. It's the full gospel, mm-hmm. pictured in identified with him in death and in resurrection, which is uh, how Romans six. Uh, unpacks our understanding of the gospel. It's not only that he died for us, but that he was raised so that we too could walk in newness of life. And that's why this morning I wanted to share not only the Colossians 2 passage, mm-hmm. that my sin has been forgiven, uh, taken out of the way, but I've also, in 2 Corinthians 5, I have been given the righteousness of Christ. That's the full gospel, sin forgiven, righteousness imputed.
1: Hmm. Yes. So... If you have any questions about that, we'll be happy to answer questions about baptism and other things um, coming up. Feel free to reach out to the church, and we'll be happy to help Uh, with
0: that. Short answer to... That was the long answer. Short answer is, yeah, you should be baptized after you've been saved. Mm -hmm. And we would be glad to help make that happen.
1: Absolutely. Um, Question here about um, Jesus. Uh, If Jesus was divinity wrapped in human flesh, then did he really experience life as a man born into sin?
0: Mm. Great question. Uh, and in fact, I'm not putting off the answer to that question. I'm inviting you to hear the full answer to that question next week. We'll look at Jesus as the gift of life, mm. and we'll look very specifically of how do we understand the life of Jesus when <clears throat> there is throughout. Here's a little preview throughout his life, starting at his birth. You see in particular moments, both his deity and his humanity. In his birth, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and he's wrapped in swaddling clothes because even though he's God, he, is, he needs to be warmed and he needs a diaper. Then you see him at 12 years old, being under the authority of parents who are looking for him, but in Jerusalem, teaching the most educated religious people alive at that time in Jerusalem as a 12-year-old. You see him in the wilderness at age 30. He is being tempted Like you and I are tempted, he's being tempted, but he never sinned. So you see these moments through the life of Jesus where we see his humanity clearly and his deity clearly in that moment. So uh, was he... Born, I think the question was, born into sin, we'll talk about what's it mean for Jesus to have lived as a human while never, ever being less than God next week. So I hope you'll tune in.
1: Good teaser for next week. <laughs> maybe. Or
0: maybe I said too much or too little, but yeah, that's, that's the goal next week. It's the fantastic question at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, what's it mean that Jesus was born a human?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> most people get lost in the deity of Jesus. I shouldn't say get lost, wrestle with the deity of Jesus uh, who come to Christ later in life. Mm-hmm. What I think is that people who grew up n- believing in Jesus, being taught about Jesus for their most of their life, they kind of understand he's God. What they wrestle with is understanding was he really human? And to what degree was he really human? So Mm. you can be asking yourself in the coming week, which is harder for you to really embrace, the deity of Jesus of Nazareth or the humanity of Jesus of Nazareth? Mm. Because for me, um, it was understanding the humanity of Jesus that really has turned my understanding of the Christian life.
1: I don't think I've ever thought about that before, which would be that's an interesting question. Yeah. It's and, an interesting and it's not question. always
0: this way, but most people who grew up in church kind of grew up understanding Jesus as God. Sure. But really don't understand the humanity of Jesus. You come to later in life and you've heard stories about Jesus and you maybe you're, okay, he's... He's a human, but then wrestling with, but how was how was he God? So usually one is a little bit harder to embrace than than the other for a person. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've never that. That was just a very interesting question. I can see that split now, and even for myself, growing up in church, yeah, it's like yeah, Christ, Son of God. You know, he, right. this is his deity. This is who he is but not thinking about Mm -hmm. that from the the human, the flesh perspective as much.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until I I started seeing some of the things that were true of Jesus um, as a human that, well, I'll give you one example. The Bible says God cannot be tempted, but Jesus was tempted. Mm -hmm. So how is it that... He, what was his humanity and his deity gone on in that moment? And there's a number of examples like that through the scriptures that mm. we'll look at next week.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Um, well, right. anything else from the message this morning, either that you weren't able to fit in or you would like to mention as a, a final part here on Q&A?
0: Hmm. Uh, I didn't say this, but I implied this. So let me say it in case the implication was lost. As followers of Jesus who understand the message of heaven, the good news of Jesus is good news of great joy for all the people means that As a follower of Jesus, I am called to participate in, in some way, uh, the work, the privilege of getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. So what I'm saying is this, for, in the minds of many, missions Sharing in the mission work, either by going or by sending, as in giving to help those go, uh, can be limited to, in some people's mind, as well, that's for the, the either extreme person or that's for somebody who loves missions or who has an mm. interest cross-culturally. <clears throat> and I don't think that's true. I think to be a follower of Jesus is to understand that the message of heaven is the message for every tongue, tribe, people, and nation. And so If you're a follower of Jesus and not engaged in some way in helping the gospel go to the ends of the earth, uh, that would be a step of obedience for you to take, to go, oh, to be a Christ follower is to care about the glory of God among the nations. So uh, you could go to, if you're not sure where to get started, we have what we call here at the chapel, commended missionaries, uh, folks who are serving for the sake of the gospel going to the nations. You can go online, look at who we feature there, And the way we do missions, we don't ask you to give us the money. We invite you to find out uh, how you can give directly to them. And by that, participate in the Christmas message of good news, of great joy for all the people.
1: For all people. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you have a great afternoon.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks Podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.